thank you for listening to Words and Nerds podcast. Danny V here. Words and Nerds pod are committed to Australian writers and aim to bring you conversational, sometimes deep, sometimes humorous episodes with a diverse range of authors and guest co-hosts. That's why I'm really excited to announce a partnership with Writing New South Wales. I've completed a few of their courses in the past and what I've really loved is the flexibility as I usually only get to pursue my hobbies early in the morning or very late into the night. These online courses give you the opportunity to learn from established authors such as Anne-Lynn Crawford, Kate Holden, Ryan O'Neill, Fiona Wright and many more. And the cool thing is you receive both tutor and peer feedback and you get to network with other writers. You can learn from anywhere and at your own pace. Writing New South Wales also offers on-demand courses that you can start anytime. I've just started the Getting Started with Picture Books with Elisa Darlison because it's a process I've always wanted to know more about. If you're a writer, reader, educator, book lover, librarian, aspiring writer, or if you just like me and like to know stuff, check out writingnewsouthwales.org.au. You can also sign up for their newsletter, News Bites, where you guessed it, words and nerds will appear. Thanks for listening and stay safe. And thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny V. On this podcast, I chat with authors about their books, the writing process, the power of literature, and what it means to be human in this messy world. Today, I welcome Oliver Polavan. Oliver loves to make people laugh, whether it's on the page, writing humor for kids, or on stage as a stand-up comedian. He also shares his passion for writing with kids using his experience as a primary school teacher. Oliver's recent books include Don't Follow V and Natural Born Loser, and he is best known for Tyrific. But today we talk about his latest collection of short stories, Brain Freeze. Welcome back to the Words and Nerds podcast, Oliver Pomervan. Hello, great to be here in a special setting today. I know. Now, we should explain to listeners where we are. We're on location. We don't do this very often. Haven't really done this with COVID, but we are socially distanced and we're the only people here, so it's all good. But I have brought Oliver to my favourite burger place, Burger Frank in Camden. I've been looking forward to it actually because um, not only have I been swayed by uh, more than these really cool sunset shots, <laughs> I've also been intrigued by Burger Frank's actually because apparently she goes there every week. So it's a, it's a weekly habit, which I endorse because I think burgers should be a weekly habit for sure. Uh, but yes, yeah, my first time at Burger Frank's, been meeting to for ages. It's been getting good ratings, so um, I'm keen. And, uh, well, I was trying to support small business Mm -hmm. as well as my cravings for burgers. And so I thought, well, every Friday night, let's hit up the burgers. But tonight, it's Thursday, but I think I'll cope. Now, can I ask you, Oliver, before we get on to Brain Freeze, what burger did you order? The Hangry Frank. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I was tossing between that or just their standard burger frank kind of burger. But I thought I'll go a bit extra. I think that that one has the the onion jam on it. Oh, delicious. It's a little bit special. Well, obviously, they'll be all over social media i mean i love taking pictures for instagram as you well know mm. and you do i love all your stuff all your mario stuff and your gaming stuff it's great yeah it's it's um my instagram is a nice mix of uh, video games burgers sneakers and the odd uh, shameless plug for my books <laughs> <laughs> well mine is the not so shameless plugs for the podcast <laughs> authors books burgers sunsets yeah and whatever you know flowers whatever else just takes my fancy 
Well, I've ordered the brie burger, so I'm going to have brie with cheese, with meat. I just like things plain, but I'm looking forward to that. But my chips will have parmesan cheese and Ooh, bacon on them. So. That sounds very cheesy. I think um, I think beef from Don't Follow Me would uh, approve of that. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Now, we are going to talk about Brain Freeze, your new collection of clever and fun short stories. Hit me up with an elevator pitch, Oliver. Yeah, so... Um, Wow, okay, so first short story collection, um, some straight into fantasy. Um, basically, it's just the best short stories I've written over the last couple of years that I wanted to keep for myself because I thought they were too good for other anthologies. <laughs> that was basically it. Like, I've been writing short stories um, since forever. Um, my, um, my first ever short story that got published was um, growing, up, growing up Asian in Australia, which was um, called um, On a Spicy, mm-hmm. which was kind of like a bit of a prelude to Terrific. So um, always loved writing short stories. Um, and over the years, I've been published in things like, you know, um, Trust Me Too, uh, Total Crack Up. And last year when I was co-editing uh, Funny Bones with uh, Kenneth Joe Temple, it got me thinking about short stories and it got me thinking about, well, maybe I should actually think about releasing my own short story collection because I had a couple in, in my sort of boat that I've sort of kept and uh, when it got the green light by Penguin I started to write some more and um, yeah it's been fantastic. Well I really liked it too I mean you can imagine how much I, I read for this podcast but it was a nice little breaker that you could finish a short story and go oh I'm finished I can have a break oh I'm finished I can have another break so I read it over a couple of days and really really enjoyed it. Now Tyrific, just going back to Tyrific, I think we've talked about this. This is one of the first novels I read of yours and one of the first novels of yours I taught when I was teaching. Yeah. And I just love it and the kids loved it and there's an audio book to go with it and it still is just so firmly in my memory. Yeah, you know, it's been 10 years now. Um, it got turned into a play and it was meant to be on this year and um, it was going to be the start of a, of a regional kind of tour around New South Wales, but that didn't happen because of our, our things. But um, Hopefully things will get back on track next year. But um, yeah, 10 years into it and people are still um, sending me fan mail, sending me um, you know letters about the fact that it was their first book that they really read that was Laugh Out Loud. And I still get a buzz from schools when they tell me that you know they've been reading it with like, actually, um, I went to Wentworth Falls and um, they've been reading it to their year three, year four kids and they've just been cracking up laughing. It's just um, yeah, such a real joy to see that it's, it's still making, um, people laugh yeah and it's so great now don't we need a laugh in 2020 yeah, my goodness absolutely <laughs> well if it is a play in 2021 i'll be there I would yeah love to say that. i'd love to get out of the house and go to the theater imagine Can yeah. you imagine i know it would be actually i mean seeing something live would be really cool actually oh, so yeah whatever i actually saw i'm going completely off topic i was so desperate for some you know some different entertainment we watched the powder finger live yeah. on tv how yeah. great was that cool we need more of that yeah, you know, I've been very um, impressed with um, different artists, uh, actors, musicians, mm. um, and even comedians. Actually, a lot of my comedian friends have done the whole living room circuit where they sort of zoom oh. into people's houses and they make fun of people by the comments. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. Um, that is clever. Yeah. I'm going to have a look at that. So it's a nice little avenue. I mean, my heart cries out to them. I think being mm. a writer, mm. I'm quite lucky that even though my brand of body is visiting schools and doing all that kind of stuff, I can still make a living out of just pure writing, which is something that... Um, I've been doing since forever. Working from home has been a natural thing for me already. So yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a tough year. Tough year. So it's mm. it's. It, I'm glad it has increased creativity a little bit because we've been forced into it. But yeah. it'll also be back good to go back to normal, so we have the choice to do either. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I think to be honest, I prefer a mix of 
um, touring and writing. I find that if I'm kind of bogged down, um, being stuck at home, my uh, creativity is, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I find that I'm, I get more hungry for writing if I've been traveling for a bit and mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm sort of like got a whole lot of observations in my head and all that kind of thing. So. Now, if you just heard us be distracted, <laughs> that's because our chips arrived. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when you said a little bit of cheese, I just thought it would be a sprinkle of cheese. There's actually bacon on this. This is like this is like heart attack material. This is kind of like Mike, who is the owner of Burger Frank and cooks the food, he knows me pretty well by now. My goodness, these are I'm gonna be in for a treat because these are like they look they look like hand cut. They look like they've been sliced with love, and I love the <laughs> fact that they're fat chips because I'm a fat chip guy. French fries are okay, but give me fat chips any day. So probably making cool. everyone really hungry. I'm gonna get some sanitizer. Yeah. We're going to be very COVID safe here, Oliver. Get mm-hmm. the sanitizer out. Sit yeah. socially distanced. No one in the restaurant. We're all good. Um, so there's a great collection of short stories in your book, Brain Freeze, and one about the app that's the first story that I wanted to ask you about, yeah. how you can change your kid's name as often as you like. Tell me where on earth this idea came. Oh, we're being interrupted by burgers again. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Any special? Oh, thank you. Oh, nice. Here's your hangry Frank. Oh, thank you. Oh, my. That's some of our house-made pickles. Uh, fresh, spicy and sweet pickles. My goodness. Mike, before is... you actually have to work, yes. tell us what makes a perfect burger. This is Mike, everyone, from Burger Frank, owner, chef, extraordinaire. Sometimes called Frank as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I see him so often, he's almost my best friend. Um, t- tell us, Mike, tell us what makes a great burger. Well, I think what we put into our burgers, is it has to start with the bun. Um, so our buns are house-baked every day by us. It's a bit of a, a labour of love, but um, yeah, to, for me, it's the first thing that hits your mouth when you're eating the burger. Um, and there's kind of, it doesn't get any fresher when it's baked in store every day as well. Just using a pretty simple produce as well. Um, we've got a pretty simple burger menu, um, beef, chicken and veg, and they're not over the top burgers. We kind of have kind of four or five toppings max. The Frank burger is our simplest burger. It's just secret sauce, onions, pickles, beef, cheese, and that's really it. So yeah, keeping it simple, using really good quality local produce as well. And, and for us, we pretty much make everything in-house as well. And nitrate-free bacon, which really excites me. Yes, it's pretty uncommon. <laughs> it is. I can't find it anywhere. And um, yeah, at, at times it, it, we're using just a local farmer for that. And um, yeah, he, he he stretches sometimes what he's got on his farm to to be able to give us our bacon. Some days it's a bit short. Some weeks it's a bit short. But um, yeah, oh, you can taste the difference with that as well, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. That sounds really cool. Well, thank you for letting us crash today, Mike. Nice. <laughs> wow. This. I mean, this looks like a it's like a farmhouse kind of burger. So it's really cool to see him Mike explain about the, the fresh ingredients because it doesn't make a difference. So we have to have a confession, uh, Oliver. We had a break because we had to eat our burgers and our chips. And I have so much Parmesan cheese in me now. It's fantastic. And you can hear some restaurant noise in the background, which I, I love. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. You're still chewing, so I'll I, just keep I talking. Know. I'm just, um, I, I can't resist these <laughs> chips. I don't, want to, I don't want to give them up. Tell so us, so, so honestly, you can be honest. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your burger and your chips. Um, well, I mean, let's start with the chips. They, they came nice and fresh. And they're, um, yeah, like I said, I, I, like, I like fat chips. Um, they're, 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 they're like the classic, like, um, hand-sliced potato chips. Mm. And they, they taste so fresh. I mean, I don't know where the potatoes are from, but um, it feels like there's a potato spud gun somewhere at the back or something. So, and they're not, they're not too oily. It's really good. So they got that nice pink mm. taste. Um, 
The burger, wow. So, um, I was nervous, you know. I was watching you eat it. I'm yeah. like, is he just going to tell me he likes it? You don't have to. Not going to hurt my feelings. I'm still going to eat it. Well, um, yeah, so I usually give ratings out of five on the Burger Collective app. And I'm going to give this um, a 4.6. Wow. 4.6. Um, That's solid. Yeah, it's wow. It's yeah, one one of the best I've had in, in a while actually. Wow. And I'm not saying that because Mike's standing behind me with um, <laughs> with a spatula ready ready to hit me if they say anything bad. But um, no, honestly, like I think um, Mike hit the nail on the head when he said that it's about the bun because I always said that it all starts with with, with the bun mm-hmm. because um, they say the burgers are like a meal in your hand, and it's the bun that holds everything together. There's nothing worse than having a burger and halfway through all the toppings fall out the bun here holds everything to place so the first bite tastes like the last bite oh i love that and when you mix in like that that beetroot jam and a nice onion feel to it um it feels healthyish you know it almost doesn't feel like you're eating something greasy which is really good and the patty itself is on song like i, I honestly um i have regrets not not going hard just going for, for like two patties or even three patties <laughs> with a bit of bacon but I, I have I just don't want to um, identify myself in front of patty here but yeah I'll definitely go double next time I'm, I'm back so great yeah. that's great I look forward to those picks all right so we're full now we're feeling pretty good yeah we still have brownies to go at yeah the end. yeah I know I'm gonna have to take away those because yeah, same. Um, yeah. so but we'll crack on with the book I oh, yeah, the book. You, that's right I forgot about that we're here for a book <laughs> fancy that now, before our burgers arrived, and we just had to stop recording because they look delicious, um, I asked you about the first short story of the app created to change the child's mm. name. And I thought that was a really quirky idea, and I wanted to know how you came up with that. Yeah, so this is um, in my uh, science fiction, not too distant future kind of category. This girl hated her name. She wished she could change it. Her name's April. I said, but that's a lovely name. I was born in January. Oh, okay, all right. So... <laughs> But you don't want to be April born in April, do you? Isn't that weirder? No, but I mean, um, yeah, I asked her, well, what's, what's, you know, she said, oh, well, I'm not even born in April. Like, people always ask, are you born in April? And I have to keep saying no all the time. <laughs> she just likes April. I mean, my, my father just likes April. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. Fair well, enough. So, it's a decent name. It reminds me of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, well, when I think of April, I think of April. Yeah, yeah. So she's, that's the only April I can, I can think of. And so. you can't, you know, not every month is a name. I was born in February. That wouldn't fly. No, there's only a couple. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I, I don't see anyone taking the trend of like you know march or december <laughs> never speak yeah. too soon oliver never speak too soon and chess i needed to talk to you about mm. chestnuts i love chess i yes. love a game of chess um, my dad passed it down to me because he's a great player and i'm teaching my eight-year-old and he hasn't beaten me yet but geez he's good for an eight-year-old my goodness uh so tell me about do you play chess yeah i in fact I wanted chess to be a sport. When I was a primary school teacher, we had a giant chess board, and I thought, you know what, chess should be a PFA sport. Oh, like, yeah. You know? And they said, no, it can't be. Like, oh. But, you know, I thought, because, you know, when, when you have all these pieces, as um, they're kind of life size, and, you know, they're up, they, they go up to, like, the, you know, the, the child's, like, the hips in, this, in some cases, I thought, how cool would it be if you could combine, like, the. Um, the, the showmanship of like rugby league mm. mixed in with chess and I guess um, this actually came from like one of my one-liners that I do when I do presentations where um, I go oh you know my dad would is a bit of a sports nut he would say come on son hit him harder smash him smash him and I'm like dad I'm playing chess and I'm like, 
makes no sense whatsoever. And so from there, it kind of stepped on the story of like, well, what if you had a sports mad dad? Mm-hmm. He wanted his son to play a sport, and the only sport that could accept him would be chess. And so that, I thought that would be quite cute. But you know what? I, I love writing the story. I love puns or chestnuts. I mean, mm. you, you can't go wrong with that you name. Can't. Yeah. You can't. I really enjoyed that story, I think, because of my love of chess as well. What is it do you like? What is it you like about chess? What I like about chess is that, um, especially for, for kids, is that it's a game that, that, that doesn't matter what age you are, skill level levels out quite easily. Mm. So you can have like a kid beat an adult and the adult be like, yeah, that's fair enough. Because, you know, it's one of those things where... Um, especially some of the kids that um, my, my nephew for example he has a very mathematical mind and he can beat me in like three moves because wow. he's, he's worked out where I'm going to go in two three steps time and I'm just like that's just next level that's so yeah like, I yeah. can't do that I can maybe do like my move and the next move but beyond that yeah. not yet I mean to be honest I mean when it comes to chess I'm probably a three out of five like I, I could probably beat most players but as soon as you get into like that next sort of level yeah. I can't do it so, yeah. Yeah. right well next time burgers and chess will be another weird podcast yeah not very good for a podcast have to live stream that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> and quarantine did you think of this story because of quarantine was it inspired you didn't have some sort of weird prediction um you know what it's kind of funny because I was editing this book during March during the initial lockdown and I was actually thinking of actually writing another short story collection about kids in lockdown oh. and I was going to call it homebound or, or quarantines mm-hmm. teens as a, a teenager <laughs> um, and you know my editor Heather said to me you know like that sounds great and all but you know if you're going to that will probably come out next year and, and you probably missed the, the side guys why don't you include two of those stories into this current short story collection, Brain Freeze? Because mm. um, for those keen tree gum gums out there, my fans, they would notice that the original cover actually had 10 deliciously oh. wacky stories with a green tint. But because of these two bonus stories, it's kind of like, you know, when you get like a Katy's Perry um, new album and then you get the, the deluxe edition with like two bonus tracks. Did it's you just ca- compare yourself to Katy Perry? I did. Yeah, I, cool. I, I was listening to her new album right. on the way here. Fantastic, love it. I'm a big Katie. I'm a big Katie cat, so it's all good. Uh, but yeah, so she said, um, "Okay, well, um, I'll give you a week and a half to write to write two short stories." Wow. And I had about five in mind. I chose my best two. And look, to be honest, I, I the reason why I did it was because a I wanted to be first because you know, I think this is one, probably one of the first like uh, middle grade fiction published pieces out yeah, there about the back quarantine for sure. And second of all. I wanted to be the first to make all the jokes about 2020 from like panic buying toilet paper <laughs> to are you on mood on zoom meetings and all that kind of stuff so yeah well it, it nailed it honestly yeah. it was great yeah and i said this before we started recording then i read the last story and i read that today when i finished the book melted chocolate and number one thank you for validating that chocolate does taste different after it's melted yes. oh my god yes it's true thank yep. you i know and, and, this argument with people yep. all the time they're like you're crazy Thank it's not you. the same. People say, but just put it in the fridge. No, no, no. no. Once, once it's melted, it's it, gone. It changes the texture, it's science. Look it up. Ask Dr. Carl. I'm pretty sure he knows about it too. So, yeah. Dr. Carl knows everything. But yes, thank you for validating that. I felt yeah. very validated. But, you know, all the other stories, they're, they're really, all of them are really fun and lighthearted. This one, it got me right in the feels, Oliver. Oh. I had a little bit of a bit of a lump in my throat I must say yeah and uh, hopefully that lump wasn't chocolate I mean it wasn't. you know okay that's good um, <laughs> I was thinking like maybe you ate one of those like um limbo yeah limbo yeah that's right um and hopefully that would melt so you, you start breathing again but um yeah look I think 
Yeah, this was cute. This Milton Chocolates was a song that I made up when I was in high school. And I'm not gonna actually should I sing it? Like you know, um, I'm, yes. I, I can. <clears throat> Is that even a question? Well. I forgot most of the words, but the fact is, is that it's about, you know, if you hate someone and you don't really like them, but you have to give them a gift, just give them a box of melted chocolate. Perfect. Let's do that. So they think, so they think, yeah. so they go, you know, if you hate someone, duh, duh, you give them a box of melted chocolate. <laughs> and, um, yeah, because, um, that's true. I mean, that's the perfect troll person, isn't it? You should like, send that to yeah. Katy Perry. Yeah, I, I think I should. Absolutely. I think I should. I can already see Tom Hanks already endorsing it now. Life is like a box of Melo chocolates. Actually, you know what? 2020 is like a box of Melo chocolates. Absolutely. It looks good. You open it up. It has hope in the beginning. Yeah, hope. You take the foil off. No hope. Just Throw despair. The bin. Just, yeah, <laughs> chuck in the bin. Postpone the chocolates. Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so... In the story, I wanted to introduce characters that will hopefully be in my next book because mm. I've been, and I, I think we talked about this before actually. Um, I was writing a, a story about this Asian kid who moves to a country town, and he likes being the only Asian kid in the country town. And it's, it's called What About Town? That that's a working title. It could be something completely different. Um, and yeah, I just thought, okay, how cool would it be to introduce these characters? So in the next book they know who to expect. So there's people like Kader, who's a, a, U, um, a rival who comes from Syria, who's adjusting to Australia and living in a, in a country town. You've got his mate Isaac, who loves to make up silly songs like Melted Chocolates <laughs> and Tato Tato Land. I mean, look, essentially, um, I'm just milking my, my high school parody songs and just putting them into um, my books. And I think this was the perfect opportunity to do it. So. And it was a sweet book too. It had that sweetness to it, like that funniness. Yeah. But it also had that real sweetness to it about, you know, a boy trying to please his mum. Oh, got me in the feels. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable being the um, the Asian Morris Grantsman, I think. Like, you know, it's, um, they're funny stories, but they there's a lot of heart to it. Mm. And I've just, um, I mean, I've stalked Morris Grantsman many a year. And, you know, I think for me, that's probably the story telling method that I want to sort of capture in all my stories I think yeah absolutely and Tyrific does get a nod as well yeah that's right yep so uh, you know it's kind of funny because in my first Tyrific story there was a story called Bog to School where um, his mum buys a whole stack of toilet paper because it's on special and I thought wouldn't it be so cool if the mum just goes look who's laughing now (laughs) not so smug now aren't you all those people out there Um, (laughs) No, actually, it's kind of funny because, um, yeah, how times have changed. And I thought it'd be so cool to think about how would Tyrific cope in the pandemic, being just a delivery-only service, Mm. um, how would Lengi cope, and what would mum think about all those people there buying toilet paper, knowing that she has a vote with stacks of toilet paper to last until (laughs) COVID-35, which is happening in 2017. Oh, sorry, 2017, I mean 3017, not not on wood. I mean, they usually happen once every century. Yes, they do. It's just how long they last for, I guess, is the uh, thing we're not sure about. Now, it's a collection of short stories featuring characters who are finding a way to step up and be brave. Mm. Of course that's important. Why was this important for you? Um, you know, I've always been a champion for the nerds. Hey, words of nerds, hey. Um, <laughs> that's why you're here. Yeah, that's why I'm here. You know, all, all the weak people. But I think, like, you know, I always tell kids when I do workshops, um, you, have to, you have to give them courage. Mm-hmm. You have to give them a reason for them to be brave, get out of their comfort zone and do something. Because mm-hmm. I find that... Um, 
a character who's courageous and brave is one of the most enduring traits that a character can have and it's something that a reader can resonate with because I think we've all been in that zone where we we feel out of our depth or we, we feel so shy or so nervous um, but we just have to make that leap and so I wanted all these stories to have that kind of leap of faith that leap of like okay I'm gonna do it like you know there's um for example there's the dog that goes to Mars <laughs> and uh, you know um, he's scared he just accidentally happened to be in a shuttle that's going to Mars but it's um, his little friends, his fleas, that encourage him to actually take that leap of faith and, and be the first dog to actually go to Mars. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. Courage, resilience, and then it's also okay to fail and try again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's right. I mean, I've, I've been there. I mean, if, if you're a writer, you have to you have to fail, I reckon. Any sure. creative endeavour, I think you have to. Rejection has to be your frenemy. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but what makes a great short story, Oliver? Um, you know what? Poor Jennings... Um, pro- probably nails it. You have to get to the punch. I think um, I, sh- I I liken short stories to like TikTok videos. It's like the six, the best six seconds of the song mm. on repeat. Get to the chorus. Get to the good bit. Um, so yeah, I think um, a snappy first line and a twist. I think being a short story, um, I like the fact that I can include a twist or two just towards the very end because being short stories you don't really have much room to play with um, if, if the, the reader kind of knows that it's a short story so they know that I'm not going to go on some massive tangent so if I can go and give them a bit of a twist towards the very end the payoff will be there so fantastic yeah. I love that Oliver we've had burgers we're about to have brownie we've talked about all things books I've got one question for you why do you write? I write so I can earn money to buy more sneakers <laughs> And video and games. games. I love yeah. your Mario shoes, yeah. by the way. I know. Cool. Uh, um, I'm, I'm actually wearing my brand new um, Adidas uh, ZX uh, 9000 shoes based on the, the Joshua National Park. Oh. Yeah, so they, they represent the colours of the Joshua They're Park sunset, cool. which are quite cool. I'm sure you'll upload a photo of them. Yeah, so yeah. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah, I loved right. your Mario ones. They oh. were tops. They were so, so cool. retro. I know. They're so nice. I, I love the, um, the colourway, which is the mm. colour scheme on them. And tomorrow is the um, the, the game, 30, the um, the 35th anniversary um, Super Mario 3D collection. Wow. So that's going to be really cool. So that yeah. Is cool. Uh, but in, in all honesty though, I think the reason why I write is I I love making people laugh. I have a really wild, rocky imagination. And so if I wasn't a writer, I would probably be declared insane. And I wouldn't know what to do. So um, I, I write because I want to tell stories. I want people to laugh. But over the years, I think, um, like I said before, I really want to be the voice for you know for the kids out there who kind of feel left out or left out of field. And I want to give them a voice, I guess. Uh, you know, not only just Asian Australians, but also uh, nerds, uh, weird kids, uh, class clowns, or um, you know, kids who just feel like. They, they feel different and they just don't know how to express it so yeah that was a lovely answer do you know what I loved the most um, hearing in the background if someone wanted mayonnaise on their burger <gasps> <laughs> it's authentic Oliver I love yeah, it yeah that's it's right fun. mayo on a burger is good though. I like yeah. Mayo, yeah yeah you're a mayo yeah. fan what, what, would you choose mayo or tomato sauce Oh, if it's a chicken burger oh, then mayonnaise um, but yeah tomato oh, I'm a big tomato reddish fan. I love my tomato, oh, okay. tomato reddish on, on a big burger. Oh. 
Well, I think we finished up at the right time. The restaurant's getting pretty noisy now uh, for takeout orders, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you so much, Oliver, for coming out here. I've had the best time. I've actually, you know, sat with a, another human being. It's, yeah. been a, it's been a long time. I know, People it's been crazy. I, I'm, I'm wearing pants. No, it's, it's true. It's I didn't true. want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. But it's been a pleasure, Dan. Thank you so much for the burger. And um, lovely to be back on this fantastic podcast. And don't forget, if anyone has to be interviewed, just let Danny know your favorite food and uh, she'll make it happen. Sure. Only if it's burgers, I'm sorry. <laughs>